we are a proud member of the 143 Podcast Network. Hey, let's see who's that at the door. Hey, it's Nate. Nate, how's it going? Hey, Joey. How are you? I'm doing great, man. Welcome to the Podluck Party. How's it going, man? I'm doing better now that we're able to see one another in person <laughs> and, and uh, not have to communicate over uh, computers. So this is yeah. nice. Yeah, we're, we've had, we've not been in person across the table or across uh, from each other for quite some time, and it feels like we don't even know each other anymore. Man. It's strange, and yeah, probably what March maybe was. Oh, yeah, lots think, gone on. I think I've I think I've gotten fatter and, and grayer. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't we all? I, I'm like uh, I'm like the troll under the bridge, and I just I came finally come out of of my hole, <laughs> and I definitely look and smell like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's amazing how you'll go like three or four days and be like, oh wow, I haven't showered in a while. <laughs> What happened? <laughs> oh man, I know when, when you're when you reach in for a for a kiss from your wife and she's backs away. I think it's time for you to be like, all right, it's been a month since I brushed my teeth. I think it's about time. <laughs> so how's it going, man? How's... I'm doing good. Yeah, I'm doing good. Yeah, life is uh, life is going really well uh, despite the heat and everything. Things are going really good. Yeah, because you're you're not. You're not from around these parts. No, no. It, uh, so yeah, northern Utah. It's uh, you know gets really really cold in the winter and yeah. kind of hot in the summer. But uh, yeah, this this is just uh, it, are, you, anytime you, you go out. Well, it's like any you know when you when you open the oven when you're cooking something. Oh. That's what it's like going outside. Just yeah, to, yeah just I, uh, like you're opening an oven. I remember the first year that I came uh, out to Arizona because I'm I'm originally from California and. It didn't, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm like sweating. I would be in the shower sweating. And I was like, how, why would I move to a place like this? I'm stinking melting every time <laughs> that I like, I can't even, I would turn the air conditioning down as low as I can and I still couldn't get cool enough, man. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's bad. Yeah. It's like, yeah, like you're, it's like having a blow dryer in your face. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It's funny. My sister came and visited us last October. Uh-huh. And uh, she's quite a runner. She does all sorts of marathons and everything all the time. And uh, she went on a run one morning, went back to the hotel to take a cold shower. And so jokes on her, there is no cold water here either. <laughs> so she's like, where's my cold shower? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, yeah, you're lucky if you have some cold, uh, cold, uh, showers and cold water. Cause yeah. our, unfortunately here in Arizona, for some weird reason, our pipes are above ground a lot. <laughs> like the spouts come up like for your for your hose out front yeah they're above ground yeah and you don't get that back home where you're from because everything no, has to no. be underground yeah, they keep everything really insulated because yeah. it'll freeze in the winter time yeah not yep. here yeah <laughs> not here um yeah it's 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 absolutely crazy man um i would love to be uh well, maybe not at this point because of all the crazy things that's going on right now, but I would love to be in Utah where it's nice and cool and I can actually bear <laughs> being there. Yeah, but, well, but you, you do have to give up the, uh, you know, in the wintertime. It was 16 degrees the morning that we left uh, to move here. Wow. So, uh, yeah, and then I spent Christmas in shorts and flip-flops. So that was really <laughs> weird. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like that, man. Uh, I remember... 
Yeah, I I remember um, not ever. I was like, why do I even have long sleeve clothes anymore or or, <laughs> or pants anymore? I'm like, why do I still wear these things? I got I got to take it off. But now <laughs> most of my clothing is like shorts, and that's when I adopted the the dad shorts. Yeah, you know what those are, right? The cargos. Yes, absolutely. The dad shorts. Mm-hmm. They're they're uh they're they they are about four inches too high above your knee. But. <laughs> oh, see now I'm I'm all about having them uh, below the knees. Still, oh, okay. yeah, still, yeah. Uh, you're you're pretty you're pretty gangster, man. Yeah, I am. I am. <laughs> Just give it a give it a couple more, uh, give it another couple uh, summers here, and you'll go pretty well above the knee. <laughs> I'll I be wearing uh, black socks with cir- with uh, Bir- Birkenstocks and yep. uh, some yep. uh, high uh, cargo shorts. Yep, looking yep. forward to it. Well, you're you, you don't want Birkenstocks because back in the day they used to be nice and uh, like they used to be like thirty dollars. Now they're like. 200 yeah close yeah. it's absolutely crazy yeah yeah so anyway man uh you know we're hanging out here there's there's tons of food on the table uh, uh everybody brought some stuff they brought some some uh casseroles and and there's pizza what did you bring what did i bring i brought this what is this this is that is my this ribbon is awesome, rack dude. from when i was uh in the military this is really cool yeah um, I don't, <laughs> this reminds me of, have you seen, have you know, have you watched, uh, uh, Space Force on Netflix yet? I have not. I really, <laughs> really want to. That's hilarious. I, I probably shouldn't be making fun of this and poking fun of this because that, that is quite an ac- accomplishment there, mm-hmm. uh, which, and, and it's amazing. Um, and, uh, and I've actually never seen one up and up close and personal. That's really cool. But <laughs> he's got this obnoxiously. <laughs> long uh, ribbon looks like a solar panel on his chest yes it's the whole it's the whole his uh, it's his whole left breast like it's about four five six inches squared (laughs) like it's like what the heck it's like obnoxious on purpose i'm just like that's not real they don't that's That's funny that's really funny (laughs) there were some people that i saw that i was like what did you even get that for like (laughs) come on for tying your shoes or something you know so so since I've never seen these up close before, uh, what is the significance of these? So your ribbon rack, uh, there's, um, you know, in the military, you earn medals and ribbons. Uh, so the way it works is every every medal will have a ribbon that uh, corresponds with it, but not every ribbon will have a medal that corresponds with it. Okay. So uh, some of these are just ribbons and some of them are medals. So uh, cool. like... Uh, uh, for example, um, and it, it goes in order of priority, like, kind of like you're reading a book. So from top to bottom and from left to right. That was so obnoxious. <laughs> Our daughter just walked through. <laughs> but it's, that's what happens in the podluck party. You have kids in the mix and uh, all that good stuff, and they're yelling at each other. They're, uh, they're, going, they're taking the dogs for a walk. So have fun, guys. <laughs> I don't know why you would do that in the middle of a party. Who does that? <laughs> Who does that? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, the order of priority, it's uh, from top to bottom, left to right, like you're reading a book. So, um, I will, I mean, if you if you want, I'll start probably yeah. in the bottom and work my way up. Okay. Uh, so, the, the bottom two, you'll see they're very similar, except uh, the one next to it has one more green stripe. So, the first one is my marksmanship ribbon for uh, the uh, pistol. Um, now the indicator on that, there, there's an S, uh, that means I passed as a sharpshooter. So there's three levels. So there's a marksman, there's a sharpshooter, and then there's an expert. Okay. What's really cool is when you make expert, you get the medal. 
that goes along okay. with it. So I didn't quite make expert when I was shooting the pistol in the, okay. in my tests when I was in the Navy. Mm-hmm. I probably, I feel confident now. I probably shoot expert now, but awesome. uh, yeah. yeah. And then next to that, uh, that is your rifle. Uh, marksmanship. Okay. This one I did shoot expert, so actually I could wear the medal that goes along with that. Nice. Uh, next to that one, you've got uh, your reserve service ribbon. And uh, this one will have a lot of indicators on it. Mine only has the one, but uh, the M indicator on it, that is, uh, that means that as a reservist, I was mobilized. Okay. So I, uh, I, when I enlisted in the military, I, I enlisted in a program called National Call to Service mm-hmm. that, uh, George W. Bush created. What okay. it was, was you would do a year and a half of active duty and then you would immediately go in and become a reserver, a reservist, uh, okay. like a reserve component sailor. So I, so you automatically get this when you get into the, uh, reserves. Um, and then, so I got home from, my active duty service in August of 2008. And in July of 2009, I was deployed to Germany for a year. Wow. So, uh, that's when I earned this along with the, uh, the M. So, uh, going up from there, uh, this one right here is my overseas service ribbon. So because I was stationed overseas, uh, you earn this. So I spent a year in Germany. So I got that awesome. one. The one next to that is my sea service ribbon. So if you are on board a ship for a given amount of time, uh, then you earn your ribbon for, uh, service in, uh, on, you know, sea service being on board a, a ship. Uh, next to that one is my humanitarian service medal. Uh, when I was, uh, in the Gulf of Mexico in 2007 on board the USS Wasp, Hurricane Felix hit uh, Nicaragua. Oh wow! And uh, so our ship was uh, was sent to Nicaragua to help them uh, repair and rebuild and stuff like that. We were there wow. for a little while, and so, uh, so how was that experience? Uh, it was uh, it was pretty devastating. I mean, yeah, uh, you know, I it's was... a third world country to begin with, yeah. and uh, to see them get hit by a hurricane, it was it was something else. But uh, I mean, it, it didn't take us long to mm. get in there and really help them out because they didn't have a whole lot to begin with. Okay. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was an amazing experience. I mean, yeah. not many people can say that they've helped clean up after a hurricane before. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, and there's not a lot of these floating around either. That's that's kind of a rare yeah. metal to obtain. So, wow. Uh, yeah, I feel very special about that. That's one. cool. Uh, going up on this row, we've got my uh, Global War in, on Terrorism Service Medal, uh, which means that I essentially I was part of a. A, uh, a crew. So the crew on our ship, um, we we were doing peripheral stuff to help the global war on terror. Okay. Uh, we spent some time in uh, Djibouti, Africa, where they mm. do a lot of anti piracy stuff. Okay. Um, and then uh, next to that is my global war on terrorism expeditionary medal, which means we were directly involved in a global war on terrorism act uh, uh, campaign. Uh, wow. The ship that I was on was the very first ship to take the. Uh, the V-22 Ospreys, that's the, uh, that's the aircraft that has the 
rotating propellers. Oh, so it can yeah. take off like a helicopter and then fly like a plane. That's uh, cool. Yeah. So we were the first ship to take those to Iraq f- to be used in combat. Oh, wow. So, uh, wow. so yeah, we, so we went, uh, down through the, uh, Gulf of Aqaba in Egypt. Mm-hmm. And then you go up in, I'm sorry, not, you go down through the Suez Canal in Egypt and then you go up into the Gulf of Aqaba. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so that's where the, uh, V-22s left our ship. So, wow. uh, next to that is the National Defense Medal. Uh, everybody who serves in the military during a conflict, a war, mm-hmm. uh, will earn this. So I, I earned this one right out of boot camp. Um, what, what, what time was that when you, so I was in boot camp from, uh, January 23rd of 2007 to March 23rd of 2007. Okay. Yeah. So, um, and yeah, yeah, so you'll, you'll earn, uh, that one. And then you'll also earn your, your, uh, pistol mm-hmm. marksmanship, uh, ribbon while you're there in boot camp too. Uh, and then this one is my battle E ribbon that is awarded to ships that pass certain requirements for readiness. Okay. Uh, so it's like they come in with, with clipboards mm-hmm. and, <laughs> and walk around your ship. How clean is it? How's your weapon systems? Yeah. How's engineering? And we did a lot of work to get ready for that. They have wow. you do drills where, um, it's called battle stations where you mm-hmm. have to kind of pretend like the ship's under attack. Okay. And, yeah. and so I would hang out in the med bay. I was a, a, what was called a religious program specialist. And, uh, my job on the ship, uh, was if we were being attacked was to be in the medical, the flight deck medical area. Mm-hmm. And, uh, my job, I'm not exaggerating, was to administer morphine to people that they were expecting to die. Oh my gosh. And so they trained wow. me how to administer morphine and stuff like wow. that. So that you can't, I'm mean, obviously you can't practice on people, but, <laughs> yeah. uh, so they got a bunch of oranges from the mess decks. <laughs> I got to, <laughs> I got to inject oranges with, uh, with, uh, with, uh, friggin', uh, morphine. So yeah, that was a lot <laughs> of fun. But, uh, so yeah, I, I got to accompany the chaplains, uh, mm. to the medical areas and stuff. So it was actually a, a really, uh, it's, it's kind of a hard ribbon to earn. So, uh, I'm I really hope proud you didn't eat those oranges. <laughs> did not absolutely not. no the 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 corpsman on board i mean they had an eye on us as we were doing this you know so yeah and man i can tell you some stories but uh, anyway so next to that is a navy achievement medal uh i was given this when i left the ship and, and went to the reserves the chaplain that i worked for uh chaplain bruce boyle he was a commander at the time and actually he just passed away a few weeks ago oh, wow. i i saw on facebook that the navy chief, chief of chaplains released that uh he had made uh captain uh, the rank of captain, and he uh, was actually the chaplain over the Coast Guard on the uh, East Coast when he passed away. So, wow. super good guy, and I, I'm, yeah. I'm, it, it, he was a great chaplain to work for. Anyways, he nominated me for this medal uh, when I uh, when I left the ship. So it was That's a really cool. good medal to have going into the reserves. Mm. And then this last one is the Army Commendation Medal. Uh, so when I was in Germany, I was at the Lonstel Regional Medical Center, which is an Army installation. And because okay. of my service I did there, the the colonel that I worked under, he recommended me for a commendation medal. Uh, so I've got a combination of Army and Navy medals and ribbons on my rack. Oh, and what's really cool about that is when I got home from Germany, I, I waited about... Oh, not quite a year. And I crossed over to the Air National mm-hmm. Guard. And so it was 
kind of funny wearing an Air Force uniform with Navy and Army <laughs> medals and that's ribbons funny. on it. But uh, yeah, so that's uh, <laughs> so those are the things I, I uh, just a little bit of what I earned while I was yeah. uh, serving in the military. That's so. super cool. So so is there significant uh, significance to the colors that that for each of those ribbons? There are, and I mean, I can I can't really go into like yeah. the whole story of them, but I know like yeah, a lot of the war campaign medals mm. they are typically in the colors of the flag of the country where you're uh, fighting. I see. Yeah. So yeah, okay. you'll you, like the, uh, you'll, you'll notice that and stuff, but yeah, there's a lot of, um, significance, significance. Uh, yeah. yeah that, that goes into all these, but, uh, I couldn't begin to tell you <laughs> all of them. But, yeah. That's super interesting, man. And quite an accomplishment. That's pretty cool, man. Cause I didn't know that about you, man. That's really cool. I think I'm going to keep you around for all that, that, that marksmanship, man. Cause, uh, all this crazy stuff going on, man. Yeah. When I, when I earned my, uh, sharpshooter, uh, ribbon. Yeah. Um, I, I had only been on board the ship for a couple of months and I, uh-huh. you know, I earned the ribbon when I was in boot camp and I earned the sharpshooter just a couple of months onto the ship. Uh, you, in order to stand watches, the vast majority of watches on a ship are armed watches. So you have okay. to qualify yeah. with, with weapons. Yeah. And, uh, so they, they took us to a, uh, CB base, uh, which the Navy CBs are the construction battalion. Okay. Uh, so they took us to a CB base there in Virginia. And one of the drills that you have to do to earn it is you have to run a quarter of a mile and then you have to shoot from three different positions, mm-hmm. uh, getting closer to your target. Okay. There was this, uh, young female sailor, uh, in our group. I felt so bad for her cause she was like maybe 90 pounds. Just this little tiny thing. And uh, so the Navy uses the uh, the Beretta, the M9 Beretta, Mm -hmm. and uh, they tell you to grip the Beretta correctly because what happens is when you fire it and the slide comes back, it'll give you what's called a Beretta bite. Yep. And uh, yeah, you'll have some good gashes on your hand. So they have to have a Navy corpsman there on site, you know. Uh Well, this poor girl, when she was laying down, uh, she was holding... The oh, pistol no. too close to her face. Oh, and no. when she fired, the Beretta slide came back and it hit her on her lip. Oh, my gosh. And it gave her a couple of good Beretta bites right on her upper lip. Oh, my and, gosh. And uh, so the corpsman had to stitch her up and she had this big old fat swollen oh, lip for the rest gosh. of the day. And the other thing you have to do is you have to shoot, uh, you have to fire a, a shotgun, a 12-gauge shotgun. Mm-hmm. And one of the things you have to do is a hip shot. And, uh, she did the hip shot and it just knocked her on her butt. I mean, it, it, she had no chance. Yeah. And, uh, so the, the, uh, I can't remember if it was a, an aviation ordinanceman or a, a gunner's mate that was helping, but he, he took the, the shotgun from her and he said, she's done. She's not doing armed watches. There's no way. So oh my gosh. she uh, walked yeah. away with, uh, with horrible scars on her lip and didn't even qualify. So yeah. Poor thing. I'd, I'd probably do this, but hey, at least she stuck it out, man. Somebody <laughs> pulled her out instead of, you know what I mean? Yeah, she stuck yeah, it out. I, yeah. I don't know if I could have. Oh man, that's that's tough because <laughs> those scars ain't going away, man. No, on the, on the no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I felt you'll really have bad that, for you'll her. have that for the rest of your life, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty interesting, man. So, um, that's 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 super cool. You, uh, what other stories you got, man? You, you, I know. I mean, you were on a freaking ship. Yeah. And- <laughs> nobody else to talk to with all these crazy guys that are probably going nuts. It really is. It's, it's like the movie uh, groundhog day all the time. And, and they try like if you're on a bigger ship. So the ship I was on was the USS wasp, which is uh, it's a amphibious assault ship. Okay. So if we were to participate in something like D day again, and we Uh were to storm the beach at Normandy, the wasp is the kind of ship you would see off on the horizon, launching all of the amphibious craft. 
okay. to the shore. Okay. Uh, so the ship itself, they can actually flood the bottom of it. It's, uh-huh. it's called the well deck. Yeah. And they have a gate that they can drop. And so they'll land, they'll launch craft, amphibious craft from the ship. Uh, That's to shore. Cool. So yeah, we would, we would do, uh, LCAC ops, which is a landing craft air cushion. So it's the hovercrafts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. we would go down to, um, North Carolina all the time from Norfolk, Virginia and do those, uh, those ops all the time. Um, and, uh, CBs would use their amphibious craft mm-hmm. and stuff. We would do all those drills all the time. Um, the ship did not have a catapult system like an aircraft carrier has. So mm-hmm. we couldn't launch anything fixed wing. Okay. So it was mostly helicopter ops. I told you the yeah. Ospreys we did. We also would do the, uh, the Harrier jets, which have the vertical takeoff and, yeah. and landing yeah. abilities. Yeah. So we would do the Harrier jets, but, uh, but we had a crew of about 1200 Navy and we could accommodate quite a few Marines. It was a Marine carrier instead, okay. of, instead yeah. of an aircraft carrier. So our crew would actually be pretty comparable to an aircraft carrier. Mm-hmm. We just yeah. didn't have all that hangar base space in the, yeah. in the yeah. ship. So, yeah. Wow. Wow. That's Have you ever been in one of those amphibious launches? I, I didn't get to participate oh, directly in one. Yeah. I did get to wa- observe it from yeah. the, from the well deck and then also from the flight deck. That'd be so, so interesting. Yeah. To come yeah. out of the water like that. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It, it's pretty neat. We, uh, so the ship was big enough that we actually had a civilian on board. She was from MWR, which is morale, welfare and recreation. And her job was to research the ports that we would visit to find things for us to do so okay. that all the sailors yeah. weren't just going to the nearest bars and getting sloshed. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but she had a bunch of stuff we could do on ship. So like you could check out Xboxes or Playstations yeah, from yeah. her or whatever. Um, but, uh, she ended up getting, uh, you know, those, uh, those bumper boats that have the little spray things on them yeah, she yeah, ended up yeah. getting a few of those and we would flood nice. the well deck and we'd get to ride around in that <laughs> That's awesome. so yeah when we were going through the red sea uh coming back from our deployment we stopped one day in the middle of the red sea and they dropped mm-hmm. the stern gate and we we did a swim call uh so it, i mean it's yeah. it's pretty cool it's like yeah i got to yeah. swim in the red sea and and That's everything cool. so yeah yeah, so they That's they so cool. they try their best to yeah. to give you some stuff to do while you're at sea, but yeah, it's it's yeah, you, it's, it's hard, man. Yeah. You're in a freaking tin can, yeah, and the walls get smaller and smaller. Yeah, I mean you're you're living in a room with eighty five other dudes, and yeah. you know it's it's just it's it's rough. Yeah, I can I I can't even imagine that, man. Yeah. That's, that's absolutely crazy, dude. Yeah. Um, I was never, I was never a claustrophobic or motion sick until I lived on a ship. And, <laughs> um, the, the beds they have you sleep in, they're, they're your rack. Um, there are, they're three high. Oh, yeah. And I mean, there's maybe, maybe a foot between your face and the bottom of the rack above. Yeah. Maybe. Yep. yep. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'd get, I'd have these dreams that I was caught in engineering spaces and stuff and, and just freak out. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, we hit a couple of storms. We hit one in the Mediterranean that was, I was barfing. How bad do those things rock, man? Uh, so I'll have to find this picture, but, uh, the, the ship I was on the flight deck was nor in still water would be uh-huh. 90 feet above the water line. Okay. And, uh, this storm we hit in the Mediterranean, it was so bad. My, my friend was, uh, he was on watch on the, on the bridge uh-huh. and, uh, he took a picture of a wave crashing down on our flight deck on the ship. 
Wow. So you you have to figure the the floor underneath you is going up and down. Yeah. I don't know, maybe 30, 35 feet at a time. Oh my god. And it's man, I was I just was oh, barfing. Man. I was throwing up stuff I'd eaten three weeks before. I oh mean, my it gosh. just was it was insane. That's I threw gotta up be so rough, much. man. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how you would be able to sleep like without like waking up from yep. dead sleep <laughs> thinking that you're falling out of the sky or something. So that, <laughs> I, that actually happened once where uh, we were we were pulling into Puerto Rico and uh, Felix actually had just kind of sideswiped Puerto Rico. Um, it wasn't it was still a tropical storm. It wasn't a hurricane yet. OK. And so but the waves were pretty good. And, uh, the ship was, was rocking port to starboard. So left to right. Oh my gosh. And, uh, it just happened that my rack was, was situated, you know, forward to aft. So, mm-hmm. um, as we were going left to right, one point, um, you know, there's just a piece of sheet metal between you and the guy next to you, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so the ship starts to go, let's see the way I was facing, it was started going port and it turned, it tilted so much that I had to catch myself so I wouldn't oh fall gosh. out of bed. And when I did, I just instinctually, I grabbed for whatever I could. Oh. And when I did, I hit my hand really hard on that piece of sheet metal oh between gosh. me and the guy next to me. And I can hear him on the other side. What the hell are you doing? Well, then the ship <laughs> went the other way. And so all of a sudden next to me, I hear wham. And the guy oh had done gosh. the same thing. He's trying to catch himself and try to fall out of bed. And so, of course, I was like, hey, what the hell are you You know, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's it's an oh, experience. Man. I'm glad that I did it, but I'm yeah. glad I'm not doing it anymore too. Yeah, man. So, yeah. Keep your feet on land, yeah. man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I see. I I've I've uh, had an experience like that trying to sleep on a plane, and I can't do it, dude. All right. I have like this, like I've I'll fall asleep, and then I'll have this weird dream. You know, that's like right before you hit REM when you're you're still mm-hmm. kind of conscious and you you are still aware of what's going on around you. And I'll wake wake up out of out of that sleep, and I'll and I'll and I'll think that I'm falling out of the sky. Yeah, I'm like, yeah that's the the, like, the nope. falling falling in your sleep stuff. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, nope, yeah. nope, never sleeping on a plane again. <laughs> that's not happening. I could not sleep on a freaking ship like that if it's going thirty feet and then f- almost tipping you out of your bed. Man, that is way too much. You know what though? The the engines are humming all the time, oh, and yeah. so it's just it's kind of a white noise that yeah. actually lulls you to sleep after a while. Right. And uh, so when we got back from our deployment, I uh, I got a hotel room just so yeah. that I could sleep in a normal bed, and. Uh, and I, I laid down and it was too, too quiet. I couldn't yeah. sleep anymore, uh, <laughs> because I, I needed that white noise. Yeah. And I actually needed a white noise machine for years after, oh, yeah. um, every once in a ask. while I'll still, I'll still use one, but yeah. 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 That's, that's, that's funny, man. Yeah. My wife, my wife, uh, she, she's the same way. Cause we've, we've, uh, slept with like, I mean, it's Arizona. You gotta have, if you don't have a freaking ceiling fan in your house, mm-hmm. you have, so you have area fans, right? Yep. So, like, especially during the summer, I mean, it's really hard to, cause I mean, here in Arizona, man, it gets hot and it does not cool off. Like right now, if you walked outside the house, it would still be about a hundred something degrees. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so keeping your house at 74, 75, it's still kind of swampy a little mm-hmm. bit sometimes, man, especially if you have a pretty, uh, big area. Yeah. It's really hard to cool your, your places off unless you have it like below 73. <laughs> you know, yeah. so it's really hard. So, so we've gotten used to sleeping with fans and, and the, the place that we prior that we lived to in prior, we'd be, we, we, we could not just cool that place down whatsoever. It was so hard. So we'd have fans. So when we got to the new place here, 
um, we were like, we don't need the fans as much because the, the air conditioning actually works right. very well. Yeah. So, uh, I found our, we found ourselves like not having the fans on at night and I, I haven't been able to sleep. Like, so now we just turn the fans on just for a freaking white That's noise. Awesome. <laughs> and so, so I'm just like, yeah, uh, it's, it's hard, man, because this is, this place is hot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, you, you, you've, you know, yeah. you come, come yeah. from a cold, cold place. Yeah, it, it, it's it, and and you'd never do. I mean, a lot of people are like, "Oh, you'll acclimate." No, you don't really acclimate. Once it gets above like a hundred and ten degrees, it, it. I don't care who you are. It sucks. It takes it's hot. You you do acclimate a little, a little bit at least. You you, you it, do it a may, little bit. It may yeah. take like five ten years, <laughs> but you do. I I and that's me saying because. Now I'll walk outside and it's, I'm like, 110, it's not that bad today. <laughs> and, and, and I think you've heard me say, so you're like, oh my gosh, it's so hot. I'm like, it's actually not bad today. You're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, but, but no, it's serious. But back in the day when I first came out here in like mm. 2000, 2001, I was like, uh, 90, 95, 98, 99, uh-uh, I'm good. Yeah. Like it never hit 100. It maybe hit 101, 102 where I was at, but it wasn't like this dry heat where we're here where we are it was like bearable man yeah but here oh my gosh it's horrible like it's <laughs> i've never felt like a blow dryer on my face till i come out here yeah yeah it's something else <laughs> it's bad dude yeah uh i i recently uh been going outside and 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 doing some uh refurbishing art some furniture for my wife and painting them and stuff like that and i'll and i can only go out there for maybe 20 30 minutes at a time yeah Cause it's bad, man. Yeah. Even, even when I drink a lot of water, I put like towels on my head. I'm like melting. My face is melting off, dude. I'm <laughs> like literally like I'm painting the uh, earlier today and, uh, and like I'm just watching like five or six drips of, of sweat falling into the paint <laughs> bucket. I'm just like, I'm going inside. <laughs> it's, it's bad. And we have the, the back porch cooled off, man. Yeah. It's bad. It's yeah. bad. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man. So, so, um, tell me a little bit more about what you do right now. Cause you still kind of do something that is kind of yeah. near to your house. Yeah. You know, you've told some of our, our listeners uh, on our other podcast where we do uh, interstate geeks, you told our listeners about how, uh, you had this passion when you were in service and how you uh, got into the work now. Can you tell the listeners here? Sure. Podluck party. Yeah. Um, so, uh, like I mentioned before in July of 2000, Nine, yeah, July two thousand nine. Uh, I was deployed to the Launchstuhl Regional Medical Center in Germany. It's where the wounded are taken uh, mm-hmm. once they get stabilized from downrange. So we would have flights every day from Iraq and Afghanistan, uh, and uh, you know we it it varied uh, what kinds of patients we were seeing. A lot of a lot of people they think, oh well, it's all going to be gunshot wounds and amputations mm-hmm. and burns and all that stuff. But well, a lot of people don't realize life happens downrange too. And so a lot of patients yeah. we get would be guys that they broke their ankle playing basketball, you know, <laughs> or they fell off their truck and, and yeah. broke their arm or something like that. So, um, a lot of contractors, you know, they're dudes in their forties and fifties and they're all of a sudden tasked with running around with young men in their twenties and thirties. Yeah. And, uh, they start having heart problems. And so we'd get, <laughs> we'd get these guys too. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, we, but we did get the battle injuries too. And I mean, it, it's really, really hard yeah. to see somebody who, you know, they have now lost limbs or they are now mm-hmm. severely burned or something like that. Uh, so I was there for a year 
uh, during my time there, uh, I worked in what was called the Wounded Warrior Ministry Center. Like I said before, I worked for the military chaplains. And so I was uh, attached to the Navy Expeditionary Medical Unit. So there was a group of doctors, nurses, corpsmen, uh, logistics specialists, and then chaplains and religious program specialists. Mm-hmm. And I was the non-commissioned officer in charge of the Wounded Warrior Ministry Center. So what we did is we, people out of the goodness of their hearts, once everything started up, they just started sending stuff to the hospital in Germany, just mm-hmm. random stuff. And uh, so they had to create a, a place where all that stuff could be stored, like clothing, toiletries, books, okay. magazines, yeah. you know, stuff like that. Yeah. And stuff like that always tends to kind of fall on the chaplain's department. And <laughs> uh, and so my job was created in uh, 2006 because uh, things were just ramping up so big. So uh, during my time there, I... I kept stock of all of the donations that we were receiving. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, well, a lot of people, when they come in from downrange, they've got the clothes on their backs. And a lot of times they don't even have that. Uh, so we had, you know, we'd, we'd, we'd take care of like, we'd have shorts and sweats and, and things like that. Yeah. Basic, basic clothing items mm-hmm. that they could wear while they were at the hospital. Um, because a lot of them, they're not like intensive care unit patients. Mm-hmm. They're guys that, uh, it's very common to develop severe back problems. And so they need to be seen over the the space of several weeks about their problems and stuff. So we would provide them with what we could, you know, just some clothes to wear and stuff. But, uh, so while I was there, um, the, Oh, it was, it wasn't too long before I came home. So it may have maybe been in May or June of 2010. Uh, um, an organization, we would get celebrities there all the time. I met a lot of really cool people while I was in Germany. Oh, wow. Uh, um, musicians, uh, I met Michael Buffer, who is the, okay. uh, let's yeah, get ready yeah. to rumble guy. Yeah. He autographed a boxing glove and gave it to me. That's awesome. Um, I met Gary Sinise a couple of times. Oh, cool. In fact, I had lunch with him and his family on July 4th. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Um, I, yeah, just as celebrities were coming through all the time, athletes yeah. and everything else. Uh, I met Billy Ray Cyrus. Uh, he is cool. a big, dumb redneck. Uh, it's not, a, it's not, he's not staging it folks. It is, he is a big, dumb redneck. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I met a bunch of cool people, but, uh, so they sent a bunch of football coaches and, and stuff. So I met Andy Reed, uh, okay. there in Germany yeah. and stuff. So the organization that helped kind of co-sponsor it was Wounded Warrior Project. Okay. First time I'd really heard about them. All of a sudden, we get boxes upon boxes of all this stuff from them, uh-huh. uh, sweatpants, shirts, everything like that, yeah. um, To uh, that they had given to the USO. The USO didn't have enough space, so they asked us to take care of some okay. of it, too. Yeah. So I get to know the organization. I started talking with some of their people and uh, really grew to, to respect them and their mission. And uh, so I left Germany, and they were always just kind of on the back of my mind. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I'm currently uh, pursuing a master's degree in public and nonprofit administration. So, uh, oh, this would have been in August of 2018. Uh, I had to do an assignment in which I compared the financial reportings of two nonprofit organizations that I respect. So I, I, I looked up, uh, the Utah Humane Society. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, Wounded Warrior Project. I wonder what they're all about. And so yeah. I, I started looking at their financials on their website. And then up in the corner, it's like, there's a little tab that says, cool careers. And I was like, 
oh, maybe. And so I clicked on it and there was a position here in Phoenix uh-huh. and there was a position in San Diego. And uh, I went and talked to my wife and I said, what do you think if I apply for this job? And she's like, well... I mean, because but before I had actually quit she, my job. She's, and, like, she's like San Diego. Well, that's the thing is, I I actually probably would have gotten the job in San Diego, but the cost of living there is so high. Yeah. I told the recruiter I would prefer Phoenix because it was more comparable to where we were coming from. You bit the bullet there, yeah, buddy. You yeah, bit the bullet. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so because I had quit my job before and gone to back to school full time so that I could earn my degree, and we knew that. We, I was doing it to do, you know, what I wanted to do. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, so I, I brought it up with her. I said, what do you think? And she said, I mean, it's, it's up to you. Yeah. And so I applied and, uh, went through the interview process mm-hmm. and before you know it, I'm moving to Phoenix, Arizona with, uh, yeah. with, you know, with my family. Uh, so I started work for them on, uh, December 17th of 2018 wow. and, uh, yeah, it's it's the coolest job in the world. Uh, I get to yeah. work with real superheroes every single day. That's awesome. Um, and and Joey, you've participated in one of our, our yeah. events that I do. Uh, you did a podcasting class. Yeah. You know, a lot of what we're trying to do is to help people that are experiencing severe post-traumatic stress mm-hmm. and traumatic brain injuries. Instinctually, people want to isolate when those things happen, yeah. which is the worst thing you can possibly exactly. do. Mm-hmm. And so we want to get people engaged. We want to mm-hmm. teach them new skills. We want to give them new hobbies. We want to give them opportunities to get out and engage with one another. So my job is to find social opportunities for for our alumni and their mm-hmm. family support members. So uh, my job involves... I've got a I've got a phone number with, uh, with to the Arizona Diamondbacks and yeah. you know we do several games with them yeah. uh, throughout the season. Uh, it's not uncommon for us to rent out movie theaters and and uh, invite yeah. some American heroes to come and watch a movie for free yeah. and and uh, and stuff like that. So um, we do our skill building classes like you mm-hmm. did your podcasting class. Yeah. Um, last week I did a virtual class where I taught people how to make my buffalo wings. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we do. We Which do. I need your re- recipe, man. Yeah, you need. I mean, Teach you know, me how to do that. I I actually it's on YouTube. Uh, so oh, cool. I uploaded my how to on there. Awesome. So uh, yeah, yep. Yeah, I, we got to throw that in the link in the show notes or something, man. Maybe. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I don't know. I had a hard time giving up that recipe. I'm not oh, gonna yeah? lie. It took me six years oh, to perfect man. my buffalo wings recipe. Oh, man. So we got to yeah. We got to maybe plan something. Have your family over, uh, and once you guys are comfortable to come over. Oh, I'm more than happy out. to. And, yeah, and we got to have like a like a like a buff, like a wing night, pizza sure. and wings or yeah, something. I'm good with that. I'd love to do that. We'll have the have the the wife and kids. Uh, the kids would love to do some like homemade pizzas. I know. Oh sure, your kids yep. would love to do that with mine. I, I, yep. That would be really cool. We should yeah, do something would, like that. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like fun. Uh, so yeah, so I I I operate in the state of Arizona and the state of New Mexico. So I get to meet really cool people all the time. I've uh, I'm working with a concert promoter down in Tucson. Uh, wow. He got a hold cool. of us. He did a uh, summer concert series last year. And, uh, proceeds were donated to our organization. Awesome. And so I got to go down there when, uh, um, uh, Blackfoot was, uh, uh-huh. was performing at a concert down there. So I got to go up on stage and receive the giant check and everything That's from, cool. yeah. from them. And, uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, like I, I've, uh, before everything went down with the COVID-19, I was mm-hmm. actually training to do a, uh, a uh, marathon ruck march in uh, yeah. Las Cruces, New Mexico. Uh, that ended up being canceled. But, uh, yeah. you know, I, I get to do really cool stuff and I get to hang out with really cool people. And it's just awesome. 
Yeah, it it was really awesome doing that that uh podcasting intro intro to podcasting class uh with your alumni and they were really great people. I enjoyed doing it for them and they were really really cool to kind of talk to about that stuff and and they showed a lot of interest and uh and the and they were some of them were even pretty savvy about it. It looked like they kind of had a had a little bit of a knowledge of doing it already if they haven't already played with doing it and it was really cool to do that. And I appreciate you asking me to do that because anything that I can do to give back to our 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 heroes who uh who have uh you know been hurt in the in the in the line of duty, I I I would definitely I, I would love to do something like that again for you guys cuz it was really it was really fun. Well, I think once we get back to our face-to-face events, I might have you come into our office in Phoenix yeah. and and, uh, and teach in person. I think that would be really cool. Yeah, I think that would be really amazing. Mm. Uh, yeah, I would enjoy to do that. I would definitely be on board for that. Awesome. Any day. Any yeah. day, man. Cause, yeah. uh And and I have, since since knowing you, we've been uh, friends for, what what is it, going on a couple of years now? Yeah, about a year and a half I've been living yeah. in Arizona now. Yeah, so, it's, so we're going on two years very yeah. now. Uh, we've known each other. And... And since knowing you, I have, uh, you know, a newfound, uh, place, a newfound, uh, place in my heart for, for the Wounded Warrior Project because I just, well, seeing how, how passionate you are for, for this, uh, organization and the things that you do for these, these warriors, these, these, these heroes, like you said, these American heroes, man, uh, it, it, it kind of, kind of makes me want to be passionate about it myself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. And that's kind of the point, you know, so um, anybody that's listening, uh, if they want to know more about how to become an alumnus, uh, the requirements are if you have experienced an, a service related illness, injury or wound on or after uh, September 11th, uh, you more than likely qualify to be an alumnus of the organization. 100% free. Uh, you know, our, our alumni and our family support members, they will never, ever pay a dime for any of the programs or services we offer because we recognize that they paid their dues on the battlefield. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's really the only requirement. And, uh, if people are more interested in finding out how to become an alumnus or on how to donate, uh, yeah. just visit, uh, woundedwarriorproject.org. So, uh, all the information's yeah. right there. Yeah. Also, so that's what I was going to ask next. How can people participate if they, you know, would like to go out of their way and participate in helping, uh, Keep uh keep these wounded warriors uh you know involved. Yeah, yeah, that's, awesome. uh, that's a good way to do it. And then and also connect with us on uh, on social media and stuff. Uh, we have a really cool campaign called Carry Forward. Uh, cool. It's it's a five k. They do it in several cities around awesome. the country. But um, if you're not in one of those cities, you can do a virtual one where you add up your miles or whatever. Uh-huh. And that's a really big fundraising opportunity for us. But uh, yeah, we man, we offer a lot of really cool programs to people. It's not just the social engagement either. Yeah. We have our Warriors to Work program. Uh, so if uh, you are unemployed, underemployed, want to beef mm-hmm. up your resume or whatever, it's a good opportunity for, uh, for people to, cool. yeah. So yeah. we have people that their full-time job is helping people find jobs. Yeah. Uh, Do you we, guys help them with education as well? We will. So we have our, uh, our benefits specialists will actually go through and help people get in touch with all of the benefits that are owed to them. Okay. Um, so like your GI bill benefits and everything uh-huh. that has changed several times over the years. Okay. And so their job is to really help people not only with their education benefits, but with all of their mm-hmm. VA benefits and stuff okay. like that. So, uh, the, the people that I work with, they are amazing. They know yeah. anybody, uh, any veteran knows 
knows that the the VA is just a huge maze of red tape. (laughs) And sometimes paperwork is lost or it's denied because you let's do yeah yeah yeah, yeah, exactly or you know you didn't cross this t or dot this i and so they throw the whole thing out so our guys will help them make sure that all that stuff is is put together that's great uh we have our physical health and wellness program which is wonderful uh you know veterans when we were in we were in a situation where we were consuming a lot of calories because we were marching it all off or we were working it all off then people get out of the out of the service and uh-huh. they're eating that same amount of calories yeah, and not yeah. working it off and so uh we want to help people educate people on diet nutrition yeah. exercise overall wellness you know meditation things like mm-hmm. that yeah. um so our physical health and wellness team is hard at work all the time we have our combat stress recovery program that uh, they do wonderful things with uh, they have a program called project odyssey that's really really good um so yeah, we have tons, and those are just the programs that I can name off that we have here in our in Phoenix. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, we've got uh, other programs like our Soldier Ride, which is really cool. We'll actually, it's all about adaptive uh, bicycling. So if okay. you have lost the use of one of your legs, they're going uh-huh. to build you a custom bike oh, that, so, so cool. that you can pedal with your hands yeah. or something like that. Um, maybe if you have back problems, you're not able to sit up on an upright bike, uh-huh. so they'll do one of those incumbent bikes or whatever that you're yeah. you're reclined. Uh, so yeah, we'll we'll. Uh, so they'll do they'll go to cities around the country and it's one of those things where they'll kind of close off streets while yeah. while people are riding their bikes around town and stuff so awesome. they'll ride about 20 to 25 miles a day yeah. and uh, it's a big party it's a good time to get out and and meet some other warriors from around the country and, yeah. and uh, make connections so yeah we have tons of programs and services available to people so well at least they're getting taken care of and yep. that's that's the point right yep. the point is that that are that there's that there's organizations out there like the Wounded Warrior Project that is set in place to help our heroes our american heroes who uh you know they're fighting for our freedom yep and yep. i definitely tip my hat to i mean i i've never uh stepped foot into a, you know i've never done it i've never uh served myself uh but you know, I I definitely admire people who have because you're a lot braver than I am. <laughs> you know, well, either that or we're, we're stupid. I don't know. <laughs> I remember, man, my first morning of boot camp, I just thought, what am I doing here? There is, there, I'm sure everybody has that the first day that yeah, they're there, they're yeah. like, oh my gosh. So there has been two times in my life when I have actually shaken with fear. Oh my gosh. One of them was the night that my wife was in labor with our daughter. Hmm. Our daughter almost died several times and she might have taken my wife with her. We don't know. But there was one time where her heart completely stopped. They had, they had staff come into the room and everything. And so I, I shook with fear then. The yeah. other time I shook with fear was my first morning of boot camp <laughs> when they come running in the room and yell at you to get out of bed and they're in your face yelling at you. I was shaking. I, I was violently trembling. So yeah, two times in my life that that has happened. That's I, funny. I just, yeah, man, it, it's just, it's something else. But after a while, you kind of get used to it. I mean, yeah. boot camp is 95% mental and it's just, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's great. I mean, looking back on it, you just kind of laugh at some of the things, the mind games that they play with you and stuff, but yeah. So, so it is a lot like Full Metal Jacket. <laughs> I, so that's Marine Boot Camp, which is another level. I, so um, I, I have a lot of respect for Marines. Their boot camp is actually longer than any other branches of the military. Okay. Um, so if, if you want to, uh, just to give you an idea, if you're in the Navy, the Army, or the Air Force, and you want to go into the Marines, you uh-huh. have to go to their boot camp. 
Okay. Uh, but I was Navy. I wanted to go Air Force. I didn't have to uh-huh. do their boot camp. So, um, I see. yeah, the, the Marine boot camp is much more intense. It's a lot harder <laughs> and everything. So I've got a lot of respect for the Marines uh, as a, as a, so the Navy provides all the religious and medical support for the Marine Corps and the Coast uh-huh. Guard. So I, I worked hand in hand with the Marines all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it, it's, uh, they are a very special <laughs> group of people. They, they know how to eat, how to work out and how to kill things. And, yeah. uh, that's their specialty. So, there you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the other day we were driving around. My daughter was asking me about my service and stuff. And, and, uh, I, I, I had, I taught her about the different branches of the military. So uh-huh. well, the Navy, they handle everything in the water and on the oceans. Uh-huh. And then the Air Force, they handle everything in the air. So they did have a lot of airplanes and stuff like that. And then the Army, they do a lot of the stuff on the ground. And then I, and then I said, uh, and then the Marines, they do whatever the Navy tells them. <laughs> and uh, and my wife just kind of rolled her eyes at me, and just you know. So uh, yeah, all of my marine buddies out there, whether they like it or not, I'm going to give them a hard time about being that's, part of the Department of the Navy. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I appreciate you coming on and hanging out with me, talking to me about your service and the accomplishments uh, that you've uh, made uh, during your service. We appreciate you doing that. Yeah. And. Uh, we appreciate you doing what you're doing now, man. Fight, still fighting the good fighting. Yes. After you are, after you uh, done your stint in the uh, military. Yep. Yep. I wouldn't have it any other way. I love everything yeah. I do. I feel I feel guilty sometimes about getting paid for for doing what I do because I I honestly I look forward to my alarm clock going off in the morning. That's awesome. I love the people I serve with, and, and it really is an opportunity for me to work with real superheroes. Yeah. And that's 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 the American dream, right? Yep. Waking up, loving what you do for your work. Yep. Um, that's that's amazing, man. I think that's a good note to 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 end on here because uh, I don't think I can follow anything up with that, man. That's that's pretty amazing. Appreciate you coming and hanging out with me, sure. uh, Nate. Hey, there's there's some food in the in, in the kitchen, man. You, you, you did you bring some wings? Yeah, I, I brought some wings. All Let's right, go have some wings because uh, I want some of your uh, your famous. Vandenberg wings. <laughs> Let's go have some wings, and awesome. we'll, we'll we'll go ahead hang out in the in the pot. We'll see you guys later.